Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Big Weekly Blend show here on Big Blend Radio. We air this show every Sunday. And it's a companion to our Big Weekly Blend digital magazine, and that comes out every Monday or so, and you can check that out at blendradioandtv.com. And everything we talk about on this show has a link in the show notes. We have a special guest, and you can go to his website here, johnny.com, not like in The Shining, but uh, Johnny Schaefer mm-hmm. is an amazing a musician, a composer, a singer, uh, just a songwriter, award-winning, and um, it is good to have you back on the show. Johnny, how are you? I'm great, and it's always wonderful to be with uh, with you ladies, and um, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Hey, it's Thank always you. fun. We have fun. We talk about music, and mm-hmm. Nancy, you've got a beautiful view like I do. Right now, we're in Asheville, North Carolina, I looking know. out on the Smoky Mountains. There's mountains everywhere, and trees and birds. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful There's- day in the Smokies. There's two hawks. I've seen a few pictures. Yeah, <laughs> I'm up at the top of the trees on the oh, lower wow. level, even. And there's two hawks. One is brown and one is gray. I'm trying to identify them because you don't often see a gray hawk. You know? No. And it's so, but it's interesting because one lives on one side of the tree and the other one lives on the other side, equal on this, like, Hmm. They they look at each other all the time. I'm like, well, this is weird, <laughs> you know. So I'm thinking, uh-huh. is, is one maybe a baby from the other one, but it just has different feathers. I don't know. But uh-huh. wow, it's yeah, it's kind uh-huh. of a it, it's weird. Yeah, it's wow. it's beautiful out here. I mean, there's I know it's cardinals and little goldfinches, and it's it's gorgeous. And we're here hanging out with two sweet dogs, little Ebbet. And little starling, and and so it's oh, a beautiful so day nice. in our in our world of trust trusted house sitters, pet sitting. Got to give them a shout out because you know it's a yeah. fun way of our full time travels on our park tour. But you know we're celebrating um, the week. Uh, well, we're going to go over some of the holidays for the month of September because we're at the beginning of the month, and um, we're also going to talk about some of the holidays celebrated between September fourth, which is Labor Day, through September tenth. And we've got a music playlist on Spotify and YouTube, and Johnny is adding to it with some of his music and some of his friends' music. And I think that we need to put music for Labor Day that is for mm-hmm. the working man and woman, I think. We've got to have, like, a little Dolly Parton 9 to 5. What do you think, Johnny? A little, you know, <laughs> working so. class. John Lennon, yeah. working class hero. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of thinking we got to think about all the people that have worked so hard over the years. We'll go and- way back. Go to I've been working on the railroad. And I go back to Johnny <laughs> on the back. artificial intelligence panel discussion we recently had. And Johnny was like, well, what are we going to do about everybody that doesn't have um, jobs from this? I think some jobs will be created, but like, because you're going to have to edit AI on some things like copywriting and whatever but um mm-hmm. johnny i think you, it's interesting you, you came up with some interesting ideas of what would happen to what's going to happen to the working class like really uh, not in the transition mode right so ai is here it's not all bad it's not all good but in that transition we can't have like mass job loss across the country or around the world it's not a good thing yeah i've 
I've heard a few people say that they think that we're going to eventually have to go to some sort of a, like a minimum income that every, that people can get because there won't be enough jobs. Um, like, you know, every store, and I mean, I've, I've seen three new stores now that have the self checkout machines that they've installed. And, um, you, you know, it's, it's, uh, fewer and fewer, um, cashiers and all that stuff. And, those are those were decent paying jobs with benefits and everything. Um, you know, if, if thousands of those go away, where, where do those people go? Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be a big shift, uh, and we're mm-hmm. you know we're going to have to figure all this out. I mean, maybe it'll mm-hmm. give you know people more time to do creative things and and all that. But uh, all, you know, a lot of people are kind of thinking on on their feet and trying to say, well, how can I turn my passion into some, you know, something that can make money? Um, the tricky part of that is that that's even shifting as we go, you know, so it's a, it's a mm-hmm. lot to try to figure out. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of going back to square one where, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, you didn't really own your own store, but you worked for somebody who did have a store mm-hmm. until you earned enough to maybe get your own store kind of thing. So now it's it's kind of gone full circle, and it's almost it really is like starting over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when, yeah, when one thing I noticed in Mexico when we've been there is many of the people have some sort of a a little store at their house, and you know mm-hmm. this this one sells household supplies, and this one sells yeah. fruits and vegetables, and the, you know, and the and our and my and Paco's yeah, brothers Paco. and sisters go around and. And shop at different houses, you know, and, and yeah. uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and I, there are a lot of things cool. like that too. I think that's yeah. cool. I like I like the yeah. in-house business Square we one. always have, you know, because we mm-hmm. always kind of work from home, and it's I don't know, like I'm one of those people. I roll out of bed and start working, or first play with dogs and cats, and and do that. But there's like that. I love what we do, you know. So I mean, it's I don't mind that, you know. I I don't know if I would want mm-hmm. people in and out all the time, but. Um, I think it's, I, I think we're just going to have to change. We're going to have to because it, it's here whether we like it or not. That's reality. And we're dealing yeah. with climate change. And I wonder about being young now and going to college, oh, like yeah. wondering if yeah. your career is going to be there. And even going into medicine, you're going to need the, you're going to need the basics. But then by the time you graduate, AI is going to be different. doing the surgery for you, you know? Ooh. And so mm-hmm. I want a robot to like, no. I know, no, like uh, the robot can take your temperature, even, Nancy. Ha-ha. I would like to. No, I would <laughs> like to have a a robot roundup day. I said, if it's R two D two, if it's R two D two, I'm fine. My mom had a a hysterectomy years ago, and it was done. They called it a robotic surgery, and uh, it it was it didn't go well. And after the fact, a lot of people ended up suing, and I don't even know if they have that robot anymore because it was it was kind of one of the first robot surgeries, and oh. and uh, she was wishing that she, you know, I mean, she she wished afterward that she hadn't hadn't done it, but you know, at, at the time, it, the doctor was very convincing, and you know, so yeah. Mm. yeah but but why why would a doctor mm-hmm. put himself out of business by saying, hey, use him instead of me? Right. Right. You got. The doctor was working with the robot. I guess was the idea that it was supposed to be more efficient. Or I I don't even 
know what the selling points were, but you know, they were gung ho about it. And then it just, it really kind of messed my mom and, up. So. Oh my crazy. God. That's crazy that to think so of. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk yeah. about some happy stuff. I want to go into, um, the, <laughs> the, the, the holidays. All right. So let's look at yeah. them. Okay. One of the most exciting things. Let's, let's, um, Let's talk about the arts first, right? Um, let's talk okay. about September is classical music month. I love and, that. you know, classical music is just beautiful. It's motivating. Mm-hmm. It's inspiring. It can also get really dark at times, depending mm-hmm. on who you're listening yeah. to. So, Johnny, when you think mm-hmm. about classical music, who comes to mind for you, like, immediately? Uh, I like a lot of the, the French composers, Foray and um, Debussy and... Um, uh, and when you say people who come to my mind, my brother and sister-in-law both sing with the LA Opera, so we get together oh, wow. all of the LA Opera productions, and um, you know, hear world-class singing, and and it's that's really amazing. I think, yeah, classical music. I mean, I I chose. I knew I wanted to be a pop singer, and I chose to to be classically trained. I have a degree in voice and composition, um, and I don't. I mean. A lot of it you, you don't end up using in pop music, but, but it gave me a foundation and it gave me tools that helped me to uh, write pop songs. And, and I draw on it, you know, like with You Can't Hide the Light, Melissa was, uh, this is my duet with Melissa Manchester, she commented on how it was, you know, the writing was so sophisticated because I have a double melody, like two different things going on at the same time. And that come from all, came from all my years of singing in choirs and opera choruses and things like that, where sometimes in opera you'll have four or five different melody lines going at the same time, you know, and uh, so, and Bach did that frequently with fugues, you know, where he would have uh, different counter melodies happening, and I, so it's kind of ingrained in me, so um, I, I always love to incorporate some of those elements into pop songs you kind of have to do it in a way that still the song is still accessible for people who don't have a classical background because uh even with you can't hide the light there were some people who were kind of like oh well it's just like i i I was trying to get playlists uh playlisted on spotify and some of the playlists said oh we don't hear a melody well yeah there's definitely a melody there it's just a little bit more uh, sophisticated but you know Mm -hmm. I think you came That's on our show the, sec- the second time was with You Can't Hide mm. the Light, right? And I think Unflown was the first time? It was, or am I getting it uh, the other way around? There might have been but, one more in between, I think. But yeah, yeah you, I think, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Now, now you know that You Can't Hide the Light has to now be added to the playlist, right? So yeah, there you oh. go. We're, we're adding, we're adding. Well done, yeah. well done. Cool. And speaking cool. of uh, Melissa <laughs> Manchester, um, you, you put one of her songs in there, too. You said, uh, other end of the one... Uh, and other end of the one for, and that was for Telephone Tuesday on the fifth. Okay, so let's let, let's talk about this Telephone Tuesday thing sure. because don't you kind of yeah. feel like that's Lily Tomlin, Nancy, one ringy dingy? Yeah. Was it Lily Tomlin? <laughs> one ringy dingy. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. We, I, oh yeah, I loved that character, and I was just a kid I when know. that when that show was on. That but, she's- yeah. Her face is so mobile, like she can make any face. <laughs> She's like um like a female red skeleton, like he could make any face. And she can make yeah. any face. You know, it, it, like 
Mm-hmm. There's, there's not too many people who can make their eyebrows go up and their chin drop and be convincing <laughs> at the same time and smirk. No, One I yeah. look at it like, the, the, it's just a, yeah, it, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, I so think tell we, us I think we actually have the record live, the record album from that Lily Tomlin put out with that character. I, I think it's somewhere in my mom's house. Yeah. My name is Edith. <laughs> And I'm four years old. Yes. See, there you go. There you go. Yep. We're we're getting there. We're getting there. I think this is, it's so interesting. And Melissa Manchester, tell everyone how you work with her quite a bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, there's actually a music video of um, where, where she and I tell the whole story. But basically, when I was a kid, you know, I was a, a closeted preacher's kid growing up in Porterville, California, and and it was kind of scary for me. And Melissa's music was very comforting and kind of guided me through that kind of dark period. And I've met so many gay people since then who have that same experience with her music. There's just something very empowering and, and uh, uplifting about her songs. So I used to write the songs and send them to her on cassette tape when I was a kid, hoping she would write one. And then um, in college, I found out who her voice teacher was. And um, when I, when I got out of college, cause I had a voice teacher in college, but once I got out, I started studying with her voice teacher. <laughs> and then um, because I had noticed like a difference in her voice from one album to the next. And I said, Oh, she's studying with somebody new. And they said, actually, yeah, she is. And so I started studying with Wendy McKenzie, um, and then, um, well, it's kind of stalkerish, I guess, but I used to look in Wendy's calendar when she'd go get a drink of water or something and see when Melissa's album, uh, lesson was. And then I would ske- schedule mine like before it or after it. <laughs> so we would happen to run into each other. <laughs> and we uh, eventually became friends. <clears throat> and, uh, and then over the years, um, I was on the, uh, I was the chair of the foundation um, of the Music uh, Performing Arts Center Foundation at College of the Canyons in Santa Clarita uh, mm-hmm. a while back. And they built a, a new performing arts center, and we brought Melissa in as the uh, kind of inaugural performer there. And, uh, <clears throat> and I got to know her manager, Sue, really well through that whole process. And then um, Melissa had a cover contest. Um, where she wanted, you know, you could sing one of her songs and, and win, a, win, win the chance to sing with her live. Um, and I won. And I recorded two of her songs as kind of a mashup. And then um, I was able to, to sing Whenever I Call You Friend with her at the Rose in Pasadena. She and Kenny Loggins wrote that song. Uh, and there's some exciting stuff coming out with that particular song soon. Uh, I can't really talk about it yet, but I actually was part of the reimagining of the song. And uh, it's pretty exciting because she, uh, well, I think actually she has talked about uh, on, a, on a news show that she recorded it with Kimmy. So that's coming out soon um, uh, awesome. as part of her album of re-recording all of her old hits. But there's a video where Melissa and I, perform, you know, of the performance where I got to sing with her. And then uh, we talk about the whole, the whole story, the whole backstory. And, uh, and then later on, I sent her You Can't Hide the Light. And um, I, it took a while to hear back from her. 
And and then all of a sudden she called me. She said, "Where did this come from?" This, she said, "You know, the whole thing I went through with uh, Paco and I being ca- uh, caregivers for my mom and my stepfather for about a year. I that's when I wrote that song and and many of my other current songs." And she said, "You really found your voice through that whole process." Um, that's awesome. Uh, she said, "I was." She said, "I don't think you need me, but I'd love to come to the party." So she recorded it, and we ended up uh, winning the UK songwriting contest for best. Um, original song that was out of 6,500 entries from 82 countries. And then we've won the music video uh, has won several uh, film festivals for as best music video. Um, We use dancers from the Pasadena uh, lineage performing arts center. And Mm -hmm. uh, the dancers are kind of of represent Melissa's and my souls are also the light in us because the song is about seeing the light in each other. And uh, so the whole thing was just a really beautiful experience. And um, <clears throat> uh, Paco's been making her many of her music videos over the years, and and uh, we've become friends. She is actually just this week, I think, starting a year-long stint of a national on the national tour of Funny Girl as Mrs. Bryce. Oh wow! And uh, she'll be in she'll be in thirty-two cities in the next year. And wow. uh, it's it's pretty. She's really excited about it. So, and it's going to go along with the release of her her album of 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 the imagining of all her songs. So, and you know what we'll do is we'll link stuff. everyone in the show notes too. Or you know, we do a page with articles and mm-hmm. podcasts and everything where that goes <clears throat> with every holiday over the the week we're discussing. And I'll make sure to link to the uh, interview we did with Johnny and, and Melissa, because that was interesting, because she's got a background of, like, the, the other mm-hmm. end of the phone that's in the music playlist. Um, You know, she mm-hmm. did that with Dionne Warwick, and I love Dionne Warwick, you know, um, but oh, she yeah. also worked with yeah. Bette Midler, you know, Melissa Manchester, oh, yeah. a lot with Bette, and um, mm-hmm. so I think it's great that she's going into, you know, do Funny Girl, too. That That is awesome. I also wanted to touch on, you know, we were talking about Labor Day, but You Paved the Way is a song you... you um want us to also include in the the music playlist and mm-hmm. i know you've been mm-hmm. on the show with that too and and that's been for i mean you paved the way is, is just really such a beautiful song and, and it can go in so many ways um people doing things like i know like this week not only for labor day but you've got to think about the people who stood up for labor rights right um absolutely caesar chavez yeah. ah, saying that by the way it's hispanic heritage month starting september 15th mm-hmm. through october 15th so just looking forward on that but, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at some of the things we have, like it's National Wildlife Day on Labor Day. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. you, you pave the way or, you know, when you think about the early conservationists, you think about, you know, um, oh, my gosh, I can now, how can I forget Rachel? Oh, come on, Silent Spring, the author of Silent Spring. Oh, Rachel Carlson. People right. who who looked at the environment years ago in conservation and people You're thought they were nuts. Right. Um, yeah, in the in the music video for you paved the way we 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 start out with uh, national you know, national monument you know Mon- monument national park uh, and mm-hmm. we wanted we included national parks in that video because uh, th- that was one of the first things I thought of as I was writing the song was all the people who paved the way and the people who set aside that land for us to enjoy and the people who built roads and the people who built buildings. I'm, I was out on my walk. I, I take a daily walk mm-hmm. and that's when the song came to me. And, and I was actually uh, walking through Pasadena where there's all different ages of buildings. And I was looking around thinking of all the different people who had 
had worked in, in that area at different times, building the, the things that I see now and the roads and all the infrastructure. And, and then that's just kind of where the song came from. And so it's all mm-hmm. about uh, the labor movement. Yeah. Isn't that so cool? Like when you walk through a neighborhood and all the buildings are different architectural years mm-hmm. and styles, as opposed to you go to a housing tract and everybody looks the same. Oh God, little boxes on the hillside. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's like, stop it. <laughs> oh, Buffy yeah. St. Marie oh, uh, retired. Can you believe that? I'm like, oh, but, um, I was going to say, um, going back to the labor movement, like Cesar Chavez, um, was actually born in Yuma, Arizona. And, um, by the way, today's show is sponsored by the peanut patch. You're going to hear my interview with Donna. She's on our show all the time. She's, it's one of those, if you like, you know, really good naughty treats and healthy treats, it's a good place to go. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Peanuts are good uh, for you. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, but she's got old fashioned candy and, and also she does tours, uh, because, you know, they used to grow peanuts in Yuma, Arizona, but it's also the winter capital, uh, the capital, you know, Oh, well, you understand all this too, Johnny, being from Porterville. <laughs> uh, you know, the, yeah. the whole agro, it's an agricultural belt in, in Arizona during the winter. They're yeah. the winter capital of, mm-hmm. uh, leafy greens and carrots and all that. Um, so, you know, the workers will go, uh, you know, back and forth between Salinas, the San Joaquin Valley, which is in California to mm-hmm. Yuma, Arizona. And even Phoenix is growing into being quite a, um, that greater area, um, a, a quite an agricultural hub. Um, but mm. Porterville is oranges, you know, and then up the road in Lindsay, you've got olives and you've got, uh, n- there's yeah. nuts everywhere in uh, Central yeah. California. So we're going to talk a lot about nuts today. Not just us mm-hmm. on the show here, but, but um, <laughs> no, but I was, I was thinking about Visalia, California and the architecture there. Mm. We went around, uh, there's mm. a historian, Terry Allman, um, who's a ret- retired in police, uh, but he's, he's written all the, you know, all the crime books and everything of Visalia mm, area mm-hmm. and uh, really good mm. books. And he's a really cool guy. And he's taken us on more than one tour of downtown mm-hmm. Visalia. And he's written like historic books of Visalia and the architecture. And he took us into this hotel like that used to be a hotel. I think it's called the Palace. Um, really, yeah, I mean, it, you, you right. can't, you need, you need to have like a, you know, someone take you up there because they were renovating and everything. It's mm. incredible mm-hmm. up there, man. These old buildings. But when you go through Visalia, you'll see like something Victorian next to something modern. It's like you can yeah, see that it, things mm-hmm. aren't even straight anymore. It's like it, you know, they're all like, <laughs> you know, it, it is mm-hmm. amazing because there is also flooding that happens. Like in flooding, like when I talk about Yuma, you know, you have to really step up on the streets and Arizona has that because of monsoon floods and the Colorado River used to flood. Now it doesn't have any water. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's mm-hmm. the architecture and the people that did things. And that ties back to Cesar Chavez, who was, um, he's got a national monument dedicated, a national historic site through the National Park Service on your way, just outside Bakersfield. Um, it's near between like Tehachapi and Bakersfield. There's his national monument and his gardens and house and everything. And his, you know, he was, you know, Nancy, you talk about him too. He, um, just did so much for the labor movement and it was to, not have to have people bend down and use the wrong, um, the, the, what the, the, the equipment they were given to harvest the, was wrong. The short hook, the short hook sight, like instead yeah. of a long handle, so they'd have to bend over in order to cut the vegetables off the vines and, or the plants. And 
it hurt their back because you just think about it. You're for mm-hmm. eight to 16 hours mm-hmm. for some people bending yeah. over mm-hmm. and going down to like <clears throat> to the ground and then trying to have power lifting your arm above your head in order to have the power to cut through that vine. It's really, really hard work. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, you're supposed to do it in one swipe. I mean, I've tried it. Mm-hmm. It took me like, five times to even get halfway through. Well, when when you think about how we're and the the people that go in and do all the labor, the day labor too, you think about like even this country right now, I love the transportation bill because they are fixing the roads, but everybody bitches about it, right? But, but, you know, imagine being the people out on in the heat and on those roads. Oh, yeah. that, That is, it's hard work. So, um, I, I think Labor mm-hmm. Day should be every day that we acknowledge those, you know, that are working so that hard. Working to, especially, you know, like when you're talking about where your food comes from. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, speaking of mm-hmm. that, okay, well, we're going to jump into food then, are we? But I was going to tell you that there is mm-hmm. a holiday. No, we can move over. We can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. If there is a macadamia nut day. Mm-hmm. Um on September 4th, Labor Day is a uh, National Macadamia Nut Day. Who doesn't like Ooh, macadamia nuts? Those are I mean, good nuts. Hmm. Yeah, I actually have a story about macadamia nuts. I um, uh, and uh, this this might be something helpful to any uh, guys around my age. Um, I just I just I'm 61, and uh, a few years ago, I kind of had some some male male hormone issues. And the doctor wanted to put me on this medicine and it was, I started reading up on it and the side effects were really bad and all this. I said, can you just give me some time? And I researched and I found this nutritionist online who said, just eat a handful of macadamia nuts and three Brazil nuts every day. It has all the stuff in it that'll boost male hormones. And I did it and within a week, my symptoms were gone, never came back. I've been doing it ever since. And a lot of the stores actually have Brazil nuts and macadamia nuts next to each other. And several times I've been in a store and a couple of guys will come up and they're doing the same thing. So it's kind of a, a thing. Um, and it, it, it definitely has worked for me. So. But see, <laughs> yeah. there's always so. a, there's always going to be a natural solution, mm-hmm. but sometimes yeah. a natural solution makes you eat way more than you can. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but no, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like here, eat your bale of hay or something, you know, it's like, okay, right. <laughs> you know, so yeah. no, it, it, mm-hmm. it could get that way, but, but nine times out of 10, mm-hmm. just changing yeah. nutrition and understanding what you're eating. Well, mm-hmm. I think, and, yeah. and yeah, I mean, now macadamia nuts, I think they grow in Hawaii. We used to have them in Kenya all over the place. Mm. Cashews, macadamias. Mm. Um, They're so Brazil good. nuts are awesome. Mm. Um, in downtown mm-hmm. Visalia, there's, um, there's the naturally nuts shop. And then Vina Batch in Yuma, if you're in Yuma, go there. She'll have yeah. nuts for you. Brazil She's nuts, got all of it. Stuff. She's got everything, man. She mm. has licorice. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. But and I want to say the farmers, going mm-hmm. back to farmers, it's farmers on September 9th, farmers consumer awareness day. Um, and it's designed to give the public a view into the lives and work of farmers. 
And it, this is really about, you know, teaching people. There's parades. There's all kinds of ways of celebrating and across the country. Tulare County, where Johnny is from in, in Central California, home to the sequoia trees, the giant sequoia uh, trees. Um, by the way, our, our show on Tulare County is coming up on Thursday. So stay tuned to that, everyone. We talk about the giant sequoia trees, Visalia, right around the corner from Johnny's uh, birthplace, his home. Um, it is you just there's so much work that goes into it and of course there's always some negatives in in places but the you know when you think about the hardworking farmers having to deal with what's going on in climate change mm. i think there's a lack of understanding too um people blame farmers for water issues and it's not really always the case there may be here and there but um honest to god when you start going into farms and understanding what these small farmers go through, you'll find that somebody else is taking the water for swimming pools somewhere else, especially in California. Mm -hmm. Farmers do not Mm -hmm. waste water. It's expensive as heck. And what they will, I know farmers who do dry crop, dry crop farming. It is not easy to do. Even winemakers we know that do that. Uh, Even Colorado, they do it. Um, So it, Mm -hmm. they, they know what's going on with the weather. Yeah. At some point you need water. You do, you yeah. do, or and food, you need water, or it's and not happening. The way the weather has been, well, wildfires, hurricanes, tropical storms, and places they shouldn't be, mm-hmm. all of that. Um, you know, you've got to think what the farmers are going through, and their job is to feed us. And you know, the more we understand, the better. But I, I actually dug into this, so it all began apparently in 1981 when Paul Harvey was talking about an occurrence on the radio uh, his radio you, you guys remember Paul Harvey right yeah yes days. yep and um it, it was about a woman that got mad about the prices of things at the grocery store and didn't understand mm. um what was going on so the farmer a farmer heard her carry on on this and then just went that's it we need to do something and get people to understand farming and so that's why that day is there and i think that's important mm-hmm. we should go to farms yeah. and farms there's um there's farm stays there's a lot of farmers doing things to supplement their income some you know farmers markets do you know how hard it is to go to a farmer's market while you're also a farmer i just want to say mm. you know there's mm. how many of our friends are farmers nancy a lot <laughs> Oh, no. musicians, farmers, winemakers, and bed and breakfast owners, right? Um, mm-hmm. Our friends and authors. But mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. so much work, and they're doing so much. Uh, you know, there's farm stays and things like that. And I encourage you, if you can, to do that, because you'll see people get up at four in the morning and check on their chickens. And, you know, as we Every pets it, we've done, day. we've done little farm stuff, um, and, I'm my hat is off to farmers. You get bitten, yeah. you get stung when you're harvesting. Uh, you go through hell. I'm curious if you've seen if you've seen the film uh Kiss the Ground. It's, yes. I don't know if, if it's still mm-hmm. streaming, but um oh. a lot some of my, my farming friends were really grateful for that because they they were kind of forced to go to one crop and all that and they mm-hmm. said, you know, my grandfather yeah. my grandfather had a lot of different crops and we had a lot of animals and all that and we kind of had to go this way because we were forced into it, but yeah. they they said that they were glad to see a movement going back towards, you know, multi-use, you know, uh, farms. And, well, it's about and, getting uh, our soil back. It getting, yeah. It's yeah. about the soil. It's also about the insects. When you do one big crop, 
Here comes the, mm-hmm. what was it, the, the glassy winged. Oh, you're back on that oh. again. Everyone, you'll hear about that on Wednesday show with Peggy. Know, but, uh, we've lived <laughs> in places where uh, one huge swarm of insects will mm-hmm. suddenly appear and it's all the same and it's, it, 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 and it goes on for days and you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, look at this. Look at this and look at this. And where's its predator? Oh, the predator got wiped out by insecticides. Just saying. Mm-hmm. And so here you yeah. are, this free for all of one insect who has multiplied beyond, beyond and beyond control and mm-hmm. has found their food source. And, yeah. and also because it, it's yeah. not working with nature. Nature does not yeah. do, nature is about biodiversity. Right. Not about a right. modern crop, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it's it's starting to sound like what's happened to the music industry. We're only doing this kind of country yeah. song or mm-hmm. this yeah. kind of pop mm-hmm. song, but like we've forgotten mm-hmm. the diversity of music. You know, we can have a little of this. You mm-hmm. can have a little. You know, that's why we're the blend. And we, I mean, we were just talking about this. Um, for yeah. you'll hear it, uh, everyone. Wine time with Peggy. Uh, Listen to that on Wednesday's show, and we're, it's actually our new. Garden Farm and Vineyard Day. We have like a whole day now, every first Wednesday, about that to celebrate this because we should. Um, but we mm-hmm. were talking about that. We were told not to do what we're doing. You shouldn't be doing a variety. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't. There's too many I magazines know. in the world. This is when we first started. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Someone Fish said that we went, screw you. Don't do variety. Screw that. Everything is mm-hmm. connected. That's not how nature works. Exactly. So we held on. Yeah. We held on to our, our, we, I mean, through all the ups and downs in the world of media, we're still here. I don't know how, but we are, and we have to fight this every day about mm-hmm. not being just mm-hmm. this, just that, just this, you know? Yeah, I get the same thing with you being an eclectic musician. You know, like, we have a dance version of You Can't Have the Light. There's a, a dance mix coming out in a few weeks of You Pave the Way, like EDM. And uh, I, I've on my Acoustic Remedy album, I've got a song with harp and um, and cello, and I've got... On the same on the same album, I've got a dance track and I've got a reggae flavored track and a mm-hmm. country flavored kind of pop thing. So I, I, to me, each song, you know, you find out where, what, what landscape each song lives in, and uh, I don't want to be limited. You know, I want to use the whole box of crayons. You know, exactly. And it's and by true. the way, um, I I need to give you a shout out because your acoustic album that's ten years today, right? Yeah, uh, this, yep, this month. I think it was September mm-hmm. 3rd is when we released it. So it, it's, uh, cool. Yep, yeah, right well, that's this, it. This, it's so today. This month I'm, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to be the, celebrating it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's so tomorrow. I'm uh, celebrating it. That's awesome. That that was a uh, very good timing. <laughs> How's that? Yeah. yeah, I see. I knew. I knew. We got to call Johnny. <laughs> yeah. No, I love this. I mean, it. I, I, I love that we're talking about farms and everything. So I'm going to go into the food thing. All right. And I want to talk about books too, because this is a big book month. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and on top of the music, it's also international square dancing month, just in case you want to square mm-hmm. dance. Mm-hmm. Hey, why not? I love the two step. Hey, South Africa was great. I used, for to, the I used to be in a hoedown show at Disneyland. What? No way. When I worked at Disneyland, I was I was in the Main Street Electrical Parade for four years, and then oh we gosh. would do. I also sang sang in some shows, 
And then I was in a hoedown show in Frontierland in between parades. Are you kidding so, me? Oh I, did a, I did not yeah, know did this about you, Mr. Johnny Schaefer. Wow. This is <laughs> fantastic. I did Disneyland in the art department. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. How, that's wow. funny. Wow. That's, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a small world yeah. after all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right. So I'm going to jump into food. Okay. Okay. Just for September, the month of September. Okay. It is better breakfast month. Okay. So, Johnny, what's a good breakfast for you? Like a healthy, Mm -hmm. good, better breakfast? Well, I was going to say Egg Benedict, (laughs) but then you said healthy. (laughs) Oh, well, I know better breakfast might be that, hey, you actually eat one. I'm with you. Eggs Benedict is my favorite, and I would like champagne with it. But I'd like to replace the ham with avocado. It's just no, a I would like to replace yeah. it with bacon. Nancy loves the bacon. Can't <laughs> I get love Nancy past bacon. So healthy. All right. So it is also mm-hmm. National Chicken Month. So, Nancy, what are you going to do with your chicken? Put bacon on it. I knew it. All right. So, Johnny, do you eat chicken? Mm-hmm. We eat a lot. We particularly like rotisserie chicken. So yeah. we, uh, there's a lot of different mm-hmm. things you can do with it. And, yeah, uh, put it in a salad. Um, mm. Yeah, it's funny because when we went to Mexico, they also do a lot of rotisserie chicken down there. But I was mm-hmm. amazed at how, like, the chicken, the raw chicken there is yellow. Like, here mm-hmm. it's kind of white, and, and you know, yeah, the mm-hmm. chicken in Mexico was why. yellow. It was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, you know, there's a, that. It's the, more natural. It hasn't been bleached so that yep. you don't. Right. Yeah. You're, you're getting real like. chickens that have, you know, like yeah. we have one turkey mm-hmm. Right, you know, in this yeah. like mm, diesel farms yeah. or something. Well, you know, one of my mm. favorite lines, and I think I've told you this on one of your questions on Facebook. Um, everyone's got to mm. follow Johnny on Facebook, and he's got an awesome group called the Gratitude Club, and I love it. And I'm mm. slow on it sometimes, but no one gives me hell about it. Um, you go in there every day, and you put in five things you're grateful for, and it does shift your perspective. It is a very good thing to do. And um, mm-hmm. especially if you're pissy, you know, or you're being all crabby, <laughs> go do that and it'll sort you out right now. Um, you know, I would say I, like, I, I love reading. Go ahead. I go love ahead. reading what people are grateful for, too. I learn a lot about or it reminds me, you know, that's a good reminder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the, Willie Nelson said his, his the day he started counting his blessings, his life turned around and changed for the better. Mm-hmm. You know, and I believe mm-hmm. that I, I truly do. But. Um, you asked some question about a lyric, I think, and the sun's not yellow, it's chicken. That is one of my favorite mm. lyrics of all time by Bob oh, Dylan. Wow. Yeah. And, oh, wow. and so when you're talking oh. about the chicken and yellow, I had to go there. Mm-hmm. Sun's not yellow, oh, yeah. it's chicken. It, Mama's it, in the factory. Wow. No, it it, no, it's chicken because it ducks behind clouds. No, so, but listen, listen, mm. this, that song, okay, I have to put Tombstone Blues on the music playlist because <laughs> it is Mama's in the factory. She ain't got no shoes. Yep. Tombstone yeah. Blues is mm. going in. Yeah. Yeah, we used to I play I don't want to overload the songs, but Mo- Mo- when we were talking about Melissa, I realized that she has a song called For the Working Girl that oh, she wrote right. with Bernie Taupin. That's, that's and right. it is very perfect for Labor Day. Okay, so. we're going to put that for the working girl. <laughs> and the thing to me is like, this is for the whole week. And yet if you're celebrating Labor Day, but mm-hmm. you're going to have to go back to work. So listen to the songs then too. Yeah. Listen all week. <laughs> okay, so we got chicken. Mm-hmm. It's honey month, national honey month. Now I do love some honey. Ooh. Now in South Africa, mm-hmm. we used to have 
peanut butter oh. and honey sandwiches or syrup. Yeah, that, didn't have oh honey. my gosh. Yes. But peanut butter and honey sandwiches. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Did anybody do that instead of jam? Peanut butter yeah, and honey. Ooh. I did that. Gro- I did that growing up too. Yep. And and if you yeah, and if the bread got stale, it got. Or if you toasted mm-hmm. the bread and you put some cinnamon with it. Yeah. Too? Yeah. Oh, yep. Yep. dude. Mm-hmm. We gotta yeah. be nice mm-hmm. about the honeybees too. So that's the other thing. All right. Yes. National Papaya Month. Okay, so we call them popos in South Africa. And and okay. so I think there's just mm. a, they're all related. No, I know Nancy, it's hard to get her to eat her vegetables and fruit sometimes, but if we maybe put a little rum with the papaya or the papa, she might might do it. By the way, Jimmy Buffett, that's really sad, uh, his passing. Uh, Yeah, we're going to have to put a Jimmy Buffett song on there. We have to have a toast to Jimmy. Yeah, Yeah, Jimmy Buffett, he he made a lot of people happy with his music. You know, that's a thing. You know, I I just, that was kind of, and he was so young. God, we're missing oh. a lot of good people lately. But papayas. Mm-hmm. Now, do you eat them, Johnny? Would, would you eat a papaya? Yeah. Yeah, I like papayas. Yes. Now, do you put lemon juice? I actually don't know that I did before I met Paco, but okay. Paco definitely introduced me to them. Yeah, yeah. Mexico mm-hmm. is full of papayas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, South Africa. So, Kenya. South Africa yeah. and Kenya, mm-hmm. every house in the backyard had an avocado tree a and papaya, papaya tree. Yes. Um, this mm-hmm. is my favorite. It is National Mushroom Month. Okay, Yum. seriously, I'm I'm so into. I love to eat them, but you would out mm-hmm. in uh, our last pet sit, I'd walk little Lucy through um, the, you know, the forest, the Pisco National Forest, it, where we were petting mm-hmm. in the forest, and I'd see different mm-hmm. mushrooms every day, and see like one was like this big toadstool. The next day, it had all its. It had like a full head of hair, like cousin it. Wow. And it's the spores flying off to create many other little oh, mushrooms. Wow. And it's so cool. Yeah. Like I got cool. so into the mushrooms of the forest that we would hike and they would change colors every day and things would bite it. Like who ate the mushroom? Like what happened? Was it a bug? Was it the deer? Was it the groundhog? Who ate the mushrooms? Like well, somebody got high. Somebody was happy in the forest, you know. <laughs> so I got like there was there there's ones called indigo caps where they look, they turn this purple. There's all these. And then I started getting into the mushroom group. And then some of them, like, I'm trying to get IDs on all of these. I've, I have so many ones that had look like a brain. And then what I think is like the one looks like a little toadstool conish thing at the top as a brain. And then all of a sudden it flattens out like a pancake that looks like a flattened brain. It's it pretty opened. cool. Mm. It so, wow. And mushrooms, people are drinking mushroom coffee now instead of, regular coffee and mm, stuff. They're good. going into lion's mane being good for you. Like people are understanding the benefits of mushrooms and they're part mm-hmm. animal and part plant. So to me, that means they're kind of connected to the human body. If trees are part human or we're part tree, like what does that make mushrooms and humans? Mm. Weird, wow. huh? I know. Mm-hmm. I know. It's cool. And then <laughs> some people enjoy mushrooms. Some people just enjoy mushrooms to get a little happy. And, you know, apparently, yeah. psychosyllabin, <laughs> yeah. is that what it's called? And then isn't that when they go down south, they go down and do that thing where it makes them puke and get rid of their Yeah, issues? ayahuasca. Uh, ayahuasca, yeah. 
I, I, yeah. I just, uh-huh. just, it doesn't sound fun to me at all to do. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. I'm curious. I, I am curious, but yeah, I, I agree. It's like, I don't know if I want to do all that. <laughs> I don't know no. if I want to lie in a sweaty room and puke and poop and yeah. cry <laughs> and go through all of that stuff. I think you take medicine yeah. to avoid that. I don't know, man. I don't oh, know, okay. but. No, well, they like don't. The flu. Why would you do it on? Purpose? I don't know. You know, and then you've got to think back way back when people that ate those mushrooms and went through that, right? Mm-hmm. Did all that. They must have thought like, the devil's coming do. out of their body. Like, I, I wonder about that in mm-hmm. religion. How much of it do we mm-hmm. see something happen and think like, oh my gosh, this is the devil's coming out or something. You know what uh, I mean? Right. You yeah. know, the shamans mm-hmm. and That's stuff, you know. Mm. Well, it could be. Sometimes you're getting, you're expelling the bad. Well, you the, know? the shamans and the witch doctors knew what to, what was poisonous, semi-poisonous, and what to mix with what to mess with people. We saw that in Africa all the time. I mean, it was like that was what they did, and people paid mm-hmm. them dearly for their knowledge. Yeah, yeah. did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just, you know, they didn't, they didn't really go to college. They just watched what happened in the tribe and who ate what and what happened. Well, mm. I want mm-hmm. a portobello burger now. That's all. <laughs> That's just like, <laughs> I'll have a port. I love a good mm-hmm. portobello, man. Mm-hmm. That's like a good meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. So let's see. What else do we have food wise? Um, National Coffee Ice Cream Day. That sounds really good to me. That's September 6th. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want that? Um, National Cheese Pizza, <laughs> I'm all in. Yeah, you can't leave yep. the pizza day oh, out. Hmm. No. Yeah, when I was growing up, cheese was my favorite. Yeah, still is. Just, still just is. Yep. Cheese, so. Yeah, I could, ju- yep. I could eat a block of cheese. Don't put it oh, in front well, of me. Well. Oh, me too. Yeah. It's not, it's not a good yeah. deal. Um, I got when I, I went vegan for a while to clean my body out and I'll tell you mm-hmm. the difference in your body from not eating too much dairy. It is a huge difference. Mm-hmm. It is really mm-hmm. a huge difference. Was I happier? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but, um, this is important. <laughs> Labor day is also mm-hmm. eat an extra dessert day. I'm in. I'm okay. in. Johnny, what are you eating? What are you eating? Come on. What's your extra dessert? Oh boy. You know, I, uh, I really love lemon meringue pie. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. I think I might have lemon meringue pie. Yeah. Mm. It's funny because Paco what... does not get it. He, he goes, I don't, oh. I don't know why you like that stuff, but to me, it's like a perfect combination. So. Oh, what does he like? What does he like? Pie is wonderful. What, what does he's he not like? really a, a dessert guy. He, he, oh. uh, he's never, he doesn't have a taste for sweets. So maybe, maybe, um, thing. some of the, yeah, some of the pastries that aren't too sweet, he, he enjoys. You know, like he, I think he likes like pineapple cake and stuff like that. So, stuff that's not overly overly sweet. Oh no, pineapple upside down cake. I'm oh, I'm in. I'm in for that. Nancy, <laughs> what are you gonna have for your dessert? I like strawberry shortcake. Really? You mm, you didn't yeah. do pecan pie this time. I'm in, and I'm in oh, shock. pecan pie. <laughs> I like I like almost every actually. Dessert. I'm liking this, this idea of National Coffee Ice Cream Day. I'm kind of going mm, towards yeah. that. I'm thinking yeah, coffee different. ice cream with a little chocolate sauce on it. Ooh, just a little, not too mm-hmm. much, because you want that coffee. That's and I would like mm-hmm. some mush, uh, not mushrooms, uh, marshmallows with it and mm-hmm. some nuts. Oh yeah, so now I would like to have Rocky. I want to take Rocky yeah. Road 
ice cream and merge it with coffee ice cream. How about that? <laughs> That's sounding good with a little bit of pecan pie. Yeah. They said I could have an extra dessert. <laughs> so I'm going in. <laughs> I'm going in. And then there's cheesecake. Did everybody forget about cheesecake? You can't forget about oh, cheesecake. Yeah. I really yeah, good cheesecake. Oh. The Apaco loves cheesecake. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, seriously. Cheesecake All right, is so. wonderful. All right. So what else is mm-hmm. there for food? We've got National Beer Lovers Day. Hey, we are in Asheville, Beer City, uh, mm-hmm. USA. Um, they have some amazing oh, craft breweries. They, uh, lovely mm-hmm. beer here. Do you drink beer, Johnny? Uh, I I have to be in the mood. You know, when it's really hot, I love uh, I love like a beer, but um, I'm not always in the mood for it. But sometimes I really like it. You know, uh, you know, Takati. You get Takati out where you are, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I used to do that yeah. with a little bit of salt and pepper in it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't oh. see Takati where mm-hmm. we are in the southeast, so. Mm-hmm. I miss that because mm-hmm. it's a very light beer, just like you're uh-huh. saying, the perfect yeah. hot day. You know, spicy, not yeah. heavy. I like a good IPA, but like you know, it's it's filling. Mm-hmm. It's like drinking food yeah. in a way. But yeah. hey, listen. Speaking mm-hmm. of beer, it is National Salami Day on the same day. Do you think they did that on purpose? On <laughs> September seventh, like beer it. and salami <laughs> sound good. Um, yeah. All good. right, I'm looking to see if we have any more holidays that. Re- are about well listen um okay there is steak au poulet day i don't know how to pronounce it what? national wiener schnitzel day ooh i do a, a wiener okay. schnitzel's good that's on september mm-hmm. 9th anybody like that a little yeah, bit of sure. schnitzel doesn't hurt oh mm-hmm. september 10th is national tv dinner day okay who go. remembers uh, the foil trays come on come on no dude <laughs> And you, no, and you have to uncover the the dessert a lot of times. Like, yeah, you know, you have to pull the foil back. And... <laughs> no, no, I believe <laughs> that you can sit down, watch TV, and have your dinner on a tray without it coming yeah. from one of those. Because seriously. <laughs> <laughs> okay. By the way, it's California Day. You have to get the out and the whole thing. Was it? Yeah. yeah. September Just, 9th yeah. is California Day. It was the day that California became yeah. a state. Yes, California yeah. Day. Oh, we're going to have to play mm-hmm. some California music in the playlist. Do you know there's a lot of sure. food? We'll have to have beer music. Uh, we're going to yeah. have to have, you know, this This is getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Beer in um, California, that's almost the same thing. I'm looking, what else do we yeah. have? Oh, when National When Pigs Fly Day. That's National Weirdos Day. That should be every day. Oh, um, cool. Wonderful yeah. Weirdos. Yeah, we like that's, that. That should be called National Congress Day. Oh, boy, don't get me started. Do not get me started. Oh, speaking of um, walking and seeing mushrooms, September 8th is National Dog Walker Appreciation Day. Same Same day as National Iguana Awareness Day. Thank you. I love walking dogs. It's one of my favorite Mm. things to do because they teach you to, to, I don't go around sniffing, but they do, but I observe. Well, don't tell people, but <laughs> a little bit of that is goes a long way. But they get you to slow down, and dogs make you walk. They make you play. They make you happy. You know, just petting them is like a you know good thing. Oh, if you I found another treat. And when they sniff, if you concentrate and look at their eyes and where they're looking and where their nose is pointed and do the same thing and sniff, you will smell what they smell. But you have to hone in and clear your mind. Okay, so now you know what else is going on the playlist. Ooh, that smell. 
<laughs> it is okay. That smell. We got to play Leonard Skinner. Um, yeah. Okay, that's happening. Uh, my gosh, this is an interesting playlist. I love it. Like the big blend music playlist from the Big Weekly Blend. Mm-hmm. Like people will get in there and they'll go, "I didn't know I liked this." I find so many new musicians doing it. New, like yeah. music that I would never think I liked. And then I'm like, oh, I suppose I really like this now. And, mm-hmm. you know, bands I didn't know about. And it's so cool. And, yeah. you know, I mean, we could go from, we're going to go from classical music and host the planets have to go in there. And a little bit of Bobby McFerrin from yeah. Classical Music Month has mm-hmm. to be in there. But, um, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we'll go to Leonard Skinner in one playlist. I think that's important to do. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, it is. Um, oh, yeah. I did yeah. find another foodie thing, and it is um, on the same day as National Salami Day, September 7th, is National Acorn Squash Day. See, we're getting into oh. fall, which I think is very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Acorn I like, I like. Squash. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, acorn yeah. squash is good. You know what I like is the um, big spaghetti squash. I like mm. those. Oh, and World Samosa Day is on September 5th. This is an important That's day. Cool. We need mm. more and better samosas in this country. I feel that. So um, good. I love mm-hmm. a good samosa. Some say samosas. But I found the best samosa in Dinuba, California at a pizza place. Really? And um, wow. samosa, World Samosa Day is on a cheese pizza day. Yeah, a New York, Manhattan diner's New York, I don't know, it was Manhattan Pizza or something and they had samosas and it was the best samosa I've had in this country in Dainuba hmm. outside Porterville wow. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah do you I'll like samosas samosas are good I do. Yeah. oh yeah I, I used to live on mushroom samosas in South Africa mm-hmm. wow oh, man good little curry spice. samosas mm. were like a hand food Everybody yeah, had they're like an appetizer. Like it was like if you're, it's like eating a little meat pie or something. Like you know, in England. Like, but uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I know they're deep fried and all that stuff, but like they're really good. Mm. Oh, I want one now. Mm. Like mm. I, I'm gonna cry over it because I really yes. like. It's a rare treat to have a really good samosa. I mm-hmm. it, it's I I oh oh oh. We need some mooses in the <laughs> world. Anyway, um, going to books, Johnny, this is a big weekend month for books. And um, you have yes. a song for that. It is. Okay. Don't I you love dare. this. Yeah. You've, you've got, you've got one song in there. You've got, don't you dare. And we did a, a show on that book. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, that was a month ago or two months ago. Where were we? were in Indian, Indianapolis. Probably a couple of months ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, um, with Gail and Jill, and uh, don't you dare! This song is amazing, and this is for Buy a Book Day on uh, September seventh. You want to give everyone a little bit of background because it is beautiful. I was listening to it again today. Going, I love this. Oh, thank and you. Don't you dare is an sure. awesome photo too. It's an awesome book. I need to read it though. Yeah, like, it's, the story um, is amazing. Yeah, uh, Gayla Turner found. Uh, boxes of photos in her mom's closet. It, it said, you know, mom's photos. And she asked her, what is this about? And she said, oh, those are your grandma's pictures. You can have, have them if you want. And she'd never seen a picture of her grandfather. So she started looking through them. And there was a picture that said our wedding. And she recognized her grandmother. But she realized that the the groom in the photo was actually another woman. 
And so she started digging through the photos and found letters and love letters between her grandmother and this woman. And there was this whole LGBTQ uh, bohemian kind of enclave in rural Wisconsin a hundred years ago. And so she ended up writing a book about her journey and the lives of these people. And uh, it's a beautiful book. Uh, One of the photos actually um, has the two women looking at each other and her grandmother wrote, don't you dare under it. So that's why she called it that. And I was really moved by it. And I wrote a song, gave it to Gayla and she said, Oh my God, can we put this on the audiobook?" So uh, we both felt that a woman should sing it. So we had uh, Jill Knight, who's a wonderful mm-hmm. singer and guitarist uh, record it. And uh, so that's included on there. And then Paco made a beautiful video he touched up all of Gayla's photos that, you know, that she found. And there's a beautiful music video on YouTube that, that shows all the different photos with the song. It's, it's awesome. And, and, it's in, and we'll link that book. in the, yeah. And, and our playlist yeah. music playlist is on Spotify and YouTube. So you'll be able to watch it from there. Okay. I, I love it. And that's the power of books, right. And telling stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's how yes. people can sometimes overcome barriers of, um, you know, things, you know, not understanding, mm-hmm. So I think, mm-hmm. I think it's, and what her story and sharing that and then starting to write it all and doing that is good. So there's a National mm-hmm. Rita Book Day on September 6th, by the mm-hmm. way, for Buy the That's Book Day. Cool. I think they need to mm-hmm. get together and say, buy the book, then read it. But anyway, yeah. uh, but it's also, <laughs> well, no, because the other thing is September, um, we're big advocates for libraries. Um, libraries are crucial in this country and, mm-hmm. and in the world. Mm-hmm. And it is National Library Card Sign-Up Month. And libraries, you know, mm-hmm. that's where, I mean, that's I how I discovered bands, you know, back way before we had things like Spotify and YouTube. I'd learn about other music. Just from my local mm-hmm. library, we'd watch movies, documentaries. You get, and the, mm-hmm. I remember when they first got eBooks. Remember that, Nancy? It was like yeah. I mean, even pre-Kindle, they had eBooks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and mm-hmm. a place to study. And you know, my life would not the library. Mm-hmm. Like going to the library was like going to a candy store for me as a kid. It was yeah, everywhere. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it's yeah, and, I, and I, uh, along with that. September 9th is International Protect Education Day. So those two kind of go hand in hand. You go. You got it. You got it. It's true. <laughs> it, it's true. Yeah. And and yeah. if you if you go to the library and you get your education stuff going, then you get to have that ice cream that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what, uh, it's Indigenous yeah. Literacy Day on September 7th. Mm-hmm. That's also important mm-hmm. for when we're talking about education. Um, one thing too, speak, I think there's more book stuff in there, but one thing too mm-hmm. I wanted to touch on is there is the whole movement of Grandma Moses Day. And it's about Grandma Moses became famous as an artist, but later in her life, pretty much has retired even. And, you know, there's also National Don't Procrastinate Day, I think somewhere in here too. Uh, Fight mm-hmm. Procrastination Day, September 6th. And um, you have mm-hmm. a song for that too. Um, and uh, yep, lighten up. Uh, but I think that's the thing. You know, as we were talking about Jimmy Buffett passing, you know, kind of reminds us to really live life, right? Do everything mm-hmm. you possibly can while you're here. Yes, you can sleep and mm-hmm. sleep is good, but do stuff. Don't procrastinate. Mm, yes. That doesn't get, unless you're yeah. going to actually watch a good movie or read a good book, that's mm-hmm. worth procrastinating. But don't procrastinate mm-hmm. life at all. And that's it's not you know, procrastinating, that's learning. 
Yeah, exactly. And being entertained Mm -hmm. and and feeling emotions. That's what Mm -hmm. the arts are about. So I think Grandma Moses, Mm -hmm. she's she's amazing. She is. She's a chip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she is. Um, So that's a good one. But tell us about Lighten Up. Well, I, uh, um, I've always, my, people joke that the Schaefers are particularly adept at procrastinating. It's kind of a Schaefer thing. We really wait until the last minute and, um, we generally get stuff done because I guess the adrenaline of the deadline or whatever. But, um, but I noticed, I thought about procrastination in myself and I realized that part of it for me, it comes from, being a perfectionist and I, I was really hard on myself. And so a lot of times I would procrastinate doing things because I, I felt like I had to be perfect and it was just too daunting. Um, and so I kind of wrote a song, uh, around that called lighten up and it's just kind of lighten up on, it was the song that song is actually kind of for me. Like I wrote it as an instruction to myself, um, about, you know, not taking life so seriously. My dad used to always tell me, you're way too serious. You're way too serious. And so, um, I, uh, it's actually one of the reasons I went by Johnny instead of John with the music mm. because I just want to be more playful. And I find that when I'm playful, I'm a lot more creative. And so it's kind of letting go of, you know, just, just diving in and doing something and not worrying about if it's perfect or not, just doing it. Uh, was was helpful to me. Like I I I, I kind of took the edge and the pressure off of myself by just yeah, I'm just going to go for it and whatever happens happens. That's a big deal for creativity too. But I think mm-hmm. that also yeah. I think sometimes when you have constrictions that it actually helps. Sometimes it's weird. Like oh, you yeah. know mm-hmm. yeah. that that's it, mm-hmm. both both sides are good. Sometimes when the field is wide open, you're like, holy cow! Now what do I do? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you, you need to. It, it's interesting. You know. Um, but procrastinating, I just yeah. What are you procrastinating about? You know, well, I do that. I mean, I will. I mean, I will do what you're supposed to do. Either it's something you really don't want to do, but you know you have to, like filing taxes. Geez. Yeah, that's you a know. procrastination thing. That yeah, sucks. who wants to do that? Going to the Nobody. doctor sucks. You know all of that yeah. stuff. I See, think procrastination things- of. But when you get it done, it feels good. Like I'm an annoying Virgo who has to make lists and like looks to check it off. You know, I'll actually do something and then put it down on paper and then check it off because I already know I did it. Like that's how annoying I am. And I am, I'm annoying, but I get things done and I'm organized to a point and I screw up all the time on things, but it's, it's about, you know, I think sometimes we procrastination comes from a headspace. Like for me, I will sit and I know we have a project or some article that we're writing and I have it in my head. I'm creating in my head. Like I'm in that whirlwind of Mm -hmm. that. But then to put it Mm -hmm. down, it's like, oh, now I have to make it make sense. But in my head, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if I want to make it like all organized and stuff. Like, can't you just like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like actually doing that. and, Mm -hmm. um, And then once you get into it, it's fine. As soon as you take that first step, it's fine. It's like even going to the doctor. As soon as you get mm-hmm. in the office, it's on like Donkey Kong. Whether you like it or not, you're there. You're going to have to deal with it. And you just need oh. to take that step. It's just one step can change everything. Everything in oh, your yeah. life. 
Good. You touched That's- on something that I, I put on my Facebook page a while back. Um, there was a quote from Orson Welles where he said, the, uh, the uh, enemy of art is the lack of limitations. And, mm-hmm. and at first, I, I, just, I don't even think I agree with that. But then I started thinking about what he was trying to mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think it's just that um, when, particularly like if you look at different art mediums, like Matisse, when he couldn't, when he couldn't use his hands anymore for drawing, he took up paper, you know, paper cutouts and he started in. And so within the restrictions that come with doing paper cutouts, he created, he, he stretched that medium and made, made these extraordinary pieces of art. And with, with any different, like with watercolors, you have a set of limitations and with, with the same thing with different kinds of music and all that. So, uh, and that, you just kind of touched on that a little bit ago, so I thought I would just bring that up because when I posted it on Facebook, it kind of got a lot of people talking about, oh, I, you know, what does that mean and all that. So, uh. yeah. Well, Nancy, you're a painter. What do you think? Well, I know because I painted in acrylics, then I painted in oils, then I went back to acrylics because they were easier, um, mm-hmm. and then I tried watercolors. Or I was like, oh, yikes! <laughs> no mm-hmm. control. No control. Yeah. And yeah, so then I'm yeah. like, well, that's kind of wonderful. And then it's kind of not, you know, depending on mm-hmm. what you're trying to do and what the expected mm-hmm. result is, you know. Mm-hmm. So then I thought, okay, different mediums for different subjects at different times. Mm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the, like one medium doesn't really work for everything all the time. So not to get the best results. So it was kind of fun, you know, and I used to, um, oh gosh, remember when I cut people's silhouettes out of black paper in that supermarket? God. Yeah, that, those, those things. I mean, well, she did that at Disney too, didn't you? That wasn't that part yeah, of Yeah, I learned at Disney Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you yeah, I remember down. that at Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would sit down in a supermarket. That's when you were on tour in South Africa with her art. Right, she was raising yeah. money for the Cancer Association doing it. Yeah. And then, cool. hmm. so you'd, you'd sit there and you'd look at the person. You have maybe 15 to 20 seconds, if you can get them to hold still, um, mm-hmm. long enough. And you cut their face out. And then, yeah, by the end of the day, if somebody said, my nose isn't that big, I'd just chop it off and say, okay, here. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna change gears, switch gears, yeah. and pun intended. September 9th is Drive Your Studebaker Day, so oh, you know why? <laughs> the ultimate pimpmobile. Come on, it's cool. It's, <laughs> I, mean, I love old cars, you know, but it's definitely <laughs> Studebaker. Um, yeah. Now, mm. and Johnny is Schaefer. Is, is that German? Because it's German Language Day on September it 9th is. too. Well, we, we, got, we yeah. got the German in us too. We got the German, the mm-hmm. Hungarian, yeah, mm-hmm. all of that good stuff. And so let's go have some schnitzel because that's well, that's Austrian. So Ooh, you know we could do that. Good. Teddy okay. Bear Day is also September ninth. Oh, mm-hmm. you know what? We're gonna have to put that song on there. You know, it's yeah. gonna happen. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, there's some interesting. You know, California. We're gonna have to. This is gonna be. One heck of a music playlist. September 8th is <laughs> Actors Day. And I think that's important because it's still look at what's going on with the writers. Any news oh, on that yeah. from your side of the planet with the writing, the writer's strike and 
Because it's really changed things, right, for Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're they're still striking, and it's important what they're doing. I mean, it, the whole thing, <clears throat> AI is one of the big reasons they're doing it. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, the whole thing that, you know, the, the studios want to want to make it where once your image is used in a film, they can then use it in perpetuity in any way yeah. they want to and not pay you again. And that's, uh, that's just, that's, you know, no. not acceptable. Um, no. So, that's mean. Uh, that's of course, mean. I mean, they can also just create fake people now with CGI and put them in there. So, you know, it's, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I, I, as far as I know, nothing, they're, they're in negotiation and there's been some movement, but no one's satisfied yet. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think we're going to see more and more smaller productions, more independent stuff. And mm-hmm. I think that's important, mm-hmm. but what's going to happen with that? Because you were going to post it on YouTube and then how is that going to work? Like, because you really in this, okay, you're a YouTube star, then you can make some money. Fine. But you're still mm-hmm. hanging your hat on something that could go away in an instant, right? Just like Twitter well, is now X and all of that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, that's what's, what's happening scary. with music. There are forty, forty to eighty thousand songs are released every day, and so to mm-hmm. try to cut through all of that is really daunting. You know, I mean, it's. I mean, I I applaud the creativity, and I'm I'm happy that you know for myself that I've you know I've got. I've got tools at my disposal that I can put my music out and have it heard all over the world, uh, but everyone else can too. And so, yeah, it's uh, it's a challenge to kind of, you know, draw attention to what you're doing. And I appreciate you guys for having the musicians on that you do that, that help, you know, it helps us get our, our music out to the world. So thank you. Oh, oh no, we love it. I mean, it's that's like a... It's a passion project for us. It. It's like the arts, you know, the arts to us, like the books, um, like International mm-hmm. Literacy Day on September 8th, everyone. Um, it, it's it's a really huge deal. It, it's so important because so everyone's out there. But however, you don't really, you know, you put your money on Spotify and Spotify is making the money. And, you know, so we do mm-hmm. a playlist on YouTube. How much is the musician really making from the YouTube play or the Spotify play and stuff like that? I think Bandcamp, mm-hmm. um, Bandcamp has been really good. And then I'm hearing some rumblings on that changing. So I don't know mm-hmm. what, how, I mean, now that vinyl's coming back, I think that's a positive, but you really yeah. have to build up your fan base to make vinyl work. Mm-hmm. And yes. it's, mm-hmm. it's a very, well, you can't, it's very difficult to be an at home, sit at home musician without performing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's like this, you mm-hmm. have to work your ass off to but make it, which I, I appreciate. And, all industries, you know, it's like that. I mean, I mean, you've but got to see. Where would we like, be without art? And no, music. nowhere. Right. No. What no. Way, I mean, okay, you go to work and come home. Go to work and come home. Go to work and come home. What is yep. there if you take away all the music and the art? Well, look and at the all roots the of blues. Yeah, yeah, blues. I mean, blues and gospel. Those are two clean. things. That, These are things uh, people actually need. They're not, they're not really, you know, they, sometimes people say, well, it's a, you know, it's a privilege. No. I think mm-hmm. it's oh, a need. That. I it's think a need. it's a need. It's part of there with food. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's an emotional connection it's and it's something that can get you through when somebody knows a song mm-hmm. and then they play it in their own head while they're working on something really terrible yeah. or something. You never you know. I mean, there's music, people with good art, really good writing. Going back that. to Labor Day, there's people that are cleaning, cleaning sewers, 
picking up your trash, um, disposing mm-hmm. of dead bodies. I mean, there are some really oh, nice. gruesome things that humans do, and and mm-hmm. and we they get overlooked. So I look at that for yeah. not just the Labor Day movement. I look at what about all the people doing all the really dirty work that never get talked about. And, they need and, right. they, they and need I can that. guarantee you, they go home and they either work out really hard. And by the way, it's yoga month. That's a good thing to do. Um, downward mm-hmm. dogs, baby. Um, but but mm-hmm. the the or there's the alcohol and TV that people come to. But at least there's the TV with some maybe entertainment to get them past whatever mm-hmm. they're going through and work. Um, you know, you got to think about the people doing, you know, autopsies and going to murder scenes okay. and all of that. I'm not trying to be really gross or anything, but God almighty, look at our military, what they go through and, and see and experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at that. They they are a labor force, too. And so there's so mm-hmm. many people doing so much, you know, nurses, people in orderlies and in hospitals cleaning up people's puke. You know, okay. all these people That's don't get that yeah. much acknowledgement but they, they work their butts off dishwashers and restaurants house, housekeepers mm-hmm. and hotels holy cow you guys you are a godsend i mean mm-hmm. it's, it, we don't think about them enough do we tip them enough do do we at least smile and acknowledge and not look down um you know the, mm-hmm. those jobs ai will never take those jobs but my gosh are we giving them mm-hmm. enough money to do what they're doing right and if they have music to get their day through, like that's that's you can't even put a price on it. You can't. You can't put a price on Nancy, that. Nancy, do you remember at Disneyland, um, the the street sweepers got more money than everybody else because it was kind of like the you know mm-hmm. the less glamorous job. And well, I always it, thought that oh, was I didn't know that. Well, yeah. they they were they were kind of fun with it. Like yeah. They only- oh yeah, they made. Yeah, they made it, but they owned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. Mm-hmm. They made it like a almost oh, like a Nancy, the sewer song. What's the sewer song? We need oh, to put the sewer Art, song in. Okay, Art Carney, <laughs> Art Carney sang mm-hmm. it. I sing the song of the sewer of the sewer. Mm. I sing the song. <laughs> Together we stand, shovels in hand, to keep things moving along. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to have to put that in the playlist. My grandmother had that <laughs> record. She had a 78 mm. record on um, the, on the other side was something called Flibbity Baba or something. But um, mm. on that, on the one side was I Sing the Song of the Sewer. And Art Carney mm-hmm. used to play opposite Jackie Gleason in um, mm-hmm. the, um, well, the Honeymooners. That's what it was called. Mm. Mm-hmm. And old TV show. Yeah. Dating myself really well here. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but he really, he, he did several records that were all comedic and they were really funny. And I just remember that mm. because it's a good song. I still remember after all these years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> wow. This is what it's all yeah. about on Big Blend Radio, the big weekly yes, blend. The sewers. Song. The sewers. Yep, but that's, but it's important. It's important. Oh, Johnny, on that note, um, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna close the manhole <laughs> on that part of it. Okay. Uh, but we've done a lot. The one thing, another song you did add in here, I want to close on this because I think it's great. Feel the love days on, uh, September 7th. And I think we should close on a, on a positive. So you have, um, mm-hmm. love shines on. Tell everybody about that. Love shines on. Actually, I wrote, 
gosh, 20 years ago or so for a musical. Then the musical only got one per one uh, showing in Palm Springs at a theater. Uh, it was called Courage to Love. It was um, during the AIDS crisis, and it was uh, kind of a a love story of of two guys. And and Love Shines On was actually the the last song, like the finale of the show. And uh, um, the show didn't really survive, but the song actually in the reviews it got rave reviews. And and uh, it's just about the power of love and brotherhood and and coming together and, and rising above and, and love being the catalyst for that. So it's a, it's a kind of a, a tempo pop song and uh, it's a lot of fun. And, and I just thought it, if it, when I heard, when I saw feel the love, I, you know, that song came to mind. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. And, and I think that's what the world needs now is love, sweet yes. love. Yes. Was it, was yes. that Dusty Springfield who sang that? No. Yeah. Was it? Um, I think so. Yeah, what the world needs now sure. is love, sweet love. Lots of people sang it, mm-hmm. but I think she yeah. was the first one. I do want to remind mm-hmm. everybody that it's also Save the Koala Month, koala bears. Yeah. All the wildfires oh, are impacting them in, in Australia and things. So um, we've got a really good link to an interview with a koala biologist um, that you can mm-hmm. listen to. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, koalas are cute and cuddly but you know talk about mushrooms and stuff those little things are higher than the kites and their eucalyptus mm-hmm. they go from yeah. one type of they had like over 60 70 types of eucalyptus that they need to eat and they're wow. slow because they they do get a little high on them and um mm-hmm. so when we talk about biodiversity it's so key for them to have this kind of food and um mm-hmm. so yeah that we've got to think about what we do to our planet and when we clear yeah. things mm-hmm. to put one new thing in, that's not always good. Mm-hmm. But thank you mm-hmm. all for joining us here on the Big Weekly Blend podcast. We're going to close with an interview with Donna from the Peanut Patch over in Yuma, Arizona, where she talks about what you can get, uh, go on their tours. when Because peanuts used to, we were talking about agriculture. Peanuts were grown in Yuma, Arizona many, many years ago. And then the white flag came in. And the lettuce, that was the prize crop. So they had to stop doing peanuts. And the tour tells you about it. And she is the one who keeps the peanut heritage alive in Yuma, Arizona. And she takes you on a tour. And you also get to learn about peanuts, how they're really not a nut. They're a legume. And she tells you all about the history of agriculture of Yuma, as well as uh, takes you in the back of the of the peanut patch where you can see them make peanut brittle on this giant slab of marble. Like, That's I mean, a fun. giant slab. Um, you get to have tastings. You get to taste homemade fudge. There's ice cream. Homemade, uh, mm. Seriously, y'all got to go. And they have a date. They do date shakes there now, Nancy. And yeah. uh, Yuma is, so in Southern California, not far from Johnny, is Indio, which has dates. But Yuma is known for the royal medjool dates, and they brought them from Morocco to Yuma, and they grow naturally without needing to have pesticides and things. So whether you do it organically or not, it doesn't really make a difference. And medjool dates are a very healthy treat. So we talk a little bit about everything. So take a listen to that now. And, of course, keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. Look in the show notes. You'll see the links to the music playlist. We also do a book list, a reading list of all the authors that were born on this day in history. Uh, throughout this week and uh, we also have a, a link to the page on our site that has um, all the holidays listed and 
quotes of the day and links to podcasts that go with and articles and puzzles and recipes that like mushroom recipes. We have a lot of those um, that are um, connect with each the month's holidays and then also each day this week. So, and of course, keep up with us uh, just for the big weekly blend magazine that comes out on Labor Day night. We're going to labor it out, Nancy. You ready for another labor? We're laboring. Sure. Mm-hmm. Everybody keep up with Johnny too at herejohnny.com. Thank you so much for joining us, Johnny. Always fun. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Hey, everybody, I'm here with Donna George, the owner of the Peanut Patch in Yuma, Arizona. So Yuma is in the southwest corner of Arizona, uh, right on the border of Mexico, and it is uh, home to the lower Colorado River, the Yuma Crossing National Heritage Area. It is the sunniest spot in the world, and so it is one of those amazing destinations, especially in the fall and winter. I know a lot of visitors flock there from uh, the Midwest, Canada, Um, All those cold states, you want some sunshine, you go to Yuma. And when you go there, you want to go take a visit, uh, go to the Peanut Patch. They're open October through April every year. And um, there's also specific tours that they do. But first, I want to welcome back Donna. How how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Uh, Doing good, doing good. How long has the Peanut Patch been open now? Oh, my gosh. Um, I think we're looking at 46 years. Wow. 46 years. That means, oh, so then your anniversary and ours are happening for the 26th this year, right? Um, since That's you correct. Took it over. Wow. Okay. Well, we're all young, right? You remembered me. when Exactly. I, oh, yes. I, in my 20s. Donna knew me in my exactly. 20s. Oh. Can you believe this? Like, wow. I don't, I can't even remember my 20s anymore. But um you know, the peanut patch, I always say it's like it's an institution. If you go to Yuma, you must go to the peanut patch. Um, you're open year round on your website so people can order online, but there's nothing like visiting the store because you have all those amazing treats. Uh, obviously peanuts, um, all kinds of peanuts. You make fresh peanut butter there and, um, you have, I mean, it's, it's a delicious destination, all kinds of, uh, old fashioned candy and fudge and, I'm getting hungry just thinking about all the salsas and relishes you have, a, a lot of Southwest oh, yeah. specialties and souvenirs too for travelers, right? Yeah, That's we have something. a lot of yeah, we have a lot of souvenirs. So, so. W- in regards to your tours, um, these are these are these are interesting because you really give everybody an overview of what a peanut is, the farming and agriculture of peanuts, which happened in Yuma. So you're keeping that legacy alive. Can you give everyone uh, kind of a brief overview of what they can experience on a tour? Well, it's a lot of education about um, how peanuts are grown. Um, I also give a little history of how the peanut patch got started. And um, I have some antique equipment that we show and we also give them a kitchen tour so they get to see some of our product that we make um, in production. So it's a lot of fun. Like that giant slab of peanut brittle. We yes, love the giant slab that, of peanut brittle. That's our number one product because it's 
fresh made. Oh, it's and you put it on that marble, right? And that's the one thing is you every time you go on these tours, she's like, don't touch the peanut brittle, not just because yep. of the health regulations, but you will hurt. <laughs> it's so hot, yes. right? It can be really, really hot. Yeah. Oh, but it cools so. quickly on that table. So, well, I think it's we such can a get cool it thing. In the store. Yeah. And you bag it up, sell it, you know, and you go in the store. Um, you've got ice cream in there too, right? Not just fudge. There's ice yes, cream. Yes, we do. Yeah. Oh, man, you want that. Yes, you see, it's sunny. Sunny Yuma, have some ice cream. Uh, when are the tours? Because these are free tours. It's something, I just love it because you really, um, it's part of Yuma, Arizona. I mean, Yuma is a, um, the what, the winter crop destined, it's a, the winter crop capital of the country, right? With doing lettuce yes. and all kinds of um, produce. And, um, but there's something now, growing year round in Yuma. Lots of vegetables. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in the summer, we're growing cotton, um, some wheat, um, alfalfa year round. And then, of course, in the winter, we have broccoli, cauliflower, lettuce, just about anything that goes in a salad and uh, most vegetables, except we don't do very many tomatoes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that's that's a very quick kind of crop. Yeah, because you have the sun. Um, so when when are the tours again? That you because I know you have you balance them out. Yes, we we do our tours from January, February, and March on Tuesdays and Fridays at ten o'clock. Um, we do it that time because that's when the uh, weather is the best, and that's when we have the most people here. Yeah, so. yeah, awesome. So everyone, visit thepeanutpatch.com. As I was saying, you can shop online for all kinds of goodies, uh, but also keep up with them there. And on social media, they're very active on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, it's dangerous though, because you're gonna you're gonna get hungry whenever you see them post. Thanks, Donna. You bet. Thank you.